Hello and welcome to the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. My name is Andrew Williams and on this episode we'll be discussing ASIC's recent report into investors and initial public offerings or IPOs. With me to discuss the report is Jane Eccleston, Senior Executive Leader of Corporations at ASIC. Jane, thank you very much for joining me. Thanks, Andrew. To begin with, can you give us a quick background for the uninitiated on some of the terms involved here? What is an initial public offering and what role does a prospectus play? An initial public offering is where a company offers shares very broadly in order to increase its equity capital. It's usually associated with the company becoming a company which is listed on a stock exchange. What role does a prospectus play in that? So the law regulates that when you do a wide offering to the public, you need to have a prospectus. This is a document which sets out key information about the company in order to enable investors to make a sensible decision about whether to invest or not. To uh, simplify, it's kind of like an extended brochure, isn't it, for the, for the company and why someone might invest in it? It is an extended brochure, but it also, quite importantly, sets out information about the risks that are involved as well. It's not just a marketing document. It needs to be a fair and balanced analysis of whether this is a, a company that you'd want to invest in. The, the other thing I'd note is that the prospectus, while it's used for the offer, it's a really useful document for the life of the company going forward. It's really the story of the company and it's something that really sets the scene for market trading going forward for many years. So why did ASIC do this report into investors and initial public offerings? Uh, What were we looking to find? So the reason why we did the report is we do think that the IPO sector is something that we need to regulate well. It's really important for confidence in our capital markets that this sector works very effectively. The reason why we chose to do this work is we really wanted to make sure that our regulatory effort in relation to IPOs was evidence-based and we were looking at the right things and spending the correct time focusing on the right things. And and what did the report end up finding? Well, interestingly, um, we looked at both institutional investors' experience and also retail investors' experience. And as we probably would have predicted, they were quite different in the approaches they took to investing. So for institutional investors, we found that they placed quite a large reliance on the prospectus, which they often see in draft form as a pathfinder prospectus. But for retail investors, we found that the process that they used in making decisions about investment, it often involved the prospectus, but they were looking at a wide variety of other information as well in influencing the decision. What's the difference between an institutional investor and a retail investor? Okay, so a retail investor is someone like you and me, mum and dad off the street or Joe Public. Um, An institutional investor is someone who has, say, a superannuation fund or someone who has significant size and funds that they're looking after. Right. For retail investors then, is there anything that needs to change about prospectuses to make them clearer and easier for uh, for retail investors to read or what needs to change? We did find that there was a level of mistrust about the prospectus, that people were a bit concerned that it was a marketing document and right. didn't tell the whole truth um, and that some of the uh, some of the issues that they were really interested in weren't necessarily touched on particularly well. So that's things like they found that the risks, for instance, were expressed in terms that just seemed like boilerplate or Mm. just really standard language, not really reflecting the reality of the company. And another thing that they commented on was that they were really interested in information about the management of the company and they didn't really always feel that their their needs were being met in that regard. What would you do then to improve access for retail investors? 
So I, I think there is more that can be done in order to make the prospectus a more usable document. It, it's not the case that people want to necessarily read something from cover to cover, but mm. they want to be able to understand what they need to know and which parts of the prospectus they might want to look into in more detail. Um, so we actually have some guidance out there for people for companies who are issuing prospectuses, which does focus on trying to make it a more readable document and also encourages them to the companies issuing um, shares to really think about the language they use, the structure they use, but also things like making sure that the risks are disclosed in a way that really um, is about their particular situation rather than something that they've just lifted from somewhere else and, and dropped into the document. Sure. And and what role would ASIC take in, in regulating prospectuses uh, to achieve that end? Um, so one of the interesting findings coming out of the study was that people were a bit confused about what ASIC's role was. So it might be a bit of worth spending a bit of time to explain. Um, ASIC is not actually signing off on a particular offer or a particular prospectus. Rather, what we do is that we look at the disclosure which is made. Sometimes we deep dive and, and try and get some um, more information to judge the disclosure. What we're really trying to make sure is that the disclosure is not misleading and it is complete. It complies with it, the company's obligations under the law. Prospectuses need to be lodged with ASIC. There's a seven-day period after they're lodged in which no offer to a retail investor can be made. Therefore, we have an opportunity to look at prospectuses. In reality, we look at quite a higher proportion of these prospectuses, particularly in relation to IPOs. Where we find problems, we'll raise them with the issuer. We might do other work as well, like we do go out and, and visit um, issuers on site sometimes to truly understand what the basis is for their disclosure. In the most extreme cases, we have powers to stop the offer proceeding if we're concerned that the disclosure in the prospectus is not adequate. Jane, thank you very much for your time on the podcast. Thank you. You can find the report at ASIC's website. That's asic.gov.au. Thank you very much for listening. 